Which are you? A convenient Christian or a totally committed follower of Jesus? Because totally committed disciples run in such a way to gain the prize. In a race, there's other runners beside you. Who are your running partners? I remember when Mitch and I were just friends, hanging out. We wanted to get fit. So we said, let's go running together so you can, we can help each other. So I'm more of a long distance, he's more of a sprinter, kind of worked out to keep each other going. We found a loop around Glenmore Park where I was living and we were running partners. Now, it was very early in the morning, no makeup, track pants, this was not a date, this was just friends hanging out. But we would jog together and we'd keep each other going and there was the, the worst part of our jog together was the home stretch up the hill because you just, you're tired as, and none of us want to stop because, you know, if we want to keep going. And I loved that on that home stretch, Mitch would always say, fight the hill, fight the hill. And he would encourage me to fight the hill. And, you know, that's exactly what our friendship developed into, was a partnership where we would encourage each other in life to fight the hills, to keep going, to run the race. And we need to really decide on who are the people, the races alongside us? Who are the people that we are running alongside who will champion us and cheer us on to keep going and not be distracted and not lose sight? We need the right people around us, amen? We don't want to lose sight. We don't want to quit along the way, but some do. Some quit along the way. But here in verse 25, Paul says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They get up early. They do these repetitive laps over and over and over again. They have disciplined eating, disciplined sleep, going to bed early, not just for weeks, for months and for years. They have self-control. And disciples of Jesus are actually disciplined followers of Christ. They have the fruit of the Spirit, which includes self-control. Galatians chapter 5 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and... And... So that's good news because I don't have to try and be the most self-controlled person in my own efforts. We have an advantage. On the inside, we have the Holy Spirit and he empowers us. And the fruit that comes out of our life is we begin to have this fruit of loving more and being gentle and to being um, forgiving. And one of the fruits that comes out of our lives when we have got the Holy Spirit on the inside is that we are more self-controlled. It's not a, it, like we have to beat our body so much. It's the Holy Spirit prompts us, come on, girl, get going. Come on, man of God, you've got this. It's not just, well, if I feel like reading my Bible or if all the stars align and somebody asks me, how did you become a follower of Jesus? Then I'll share my testimony. No, 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 no. Paul said disciples are like disciplined athletes. They are intentional intentional. I will train in the Word of God. I'm committed to positioning myself in connect group, in church, because I know that it will bring my mind, my flesh into alignment. He says here in verse 25, all athletes are disciplined in their training. 
They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. Now, the context is he's writing to Corinthians, and they have a game similar to the Olympics. It's called the Is the Mean Games. And if we, I've got a picture here of the prize. On the left is the Ismian game crown. And it's made up of pine needles. This was the crown that Paul was talking about when he was relating discipleship to, this, to the Corinthians. Now, this pine needle crown will fade. It will wither. The pine smell will fade. It will die because it's perishable. But our prize is eternal. Everybody say eternal. Eternal. We have an eternal prize. Now let me clarify for you. We all, if you belong to Christ, then you are participating in Christ. We all get a participation award. If you belong to Christ, you will get to heaven. But the Bible actually talks about there is much more reward for those who are, are running the race like an athlete. Yes, everyone gets a participation, but there is going to be something else, a reward for those who have passionately pursued the race and gone for the crown. You see, the Bible mentions five crowns, five rewards or types of rewards when you get to heaven. The first one is the crown of life. It's mentioned in Revelations and in James. And it is where God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterwards, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. This is a prize, a reward, a type of crown. We all get tested and we all face temptation. But we need to turn those temptations around, those testings around, and know that God is working them for our good, for our strengthening, for our enlarging. He's using them for good so that he'll propel us into something greater in front of us. A crown of life for those who endure testing and temptation. The second crown mentioned is the crown of righteousness. It's mentioned in 2 Timothy 4, and it is promised to those who love and anticipate the second second coming of Christ. These Christians desire intimacy with God. I just can't wait to be with my Lord. I just can't wait to be with my Savior. I long to be with Him. I long for His embrace. I desire intimacy. You see, you can be a casual Christian or you can be a Christian who desires intimacy with your God. And those that desire intimacy with God will receive a crown in eternity called the crown. Of righteousness. The third one, the crown of glory. This is found in 1 Peter 5. And it is granted to disciples who shepherd the flock in unselfish love, being a good example to others. This is for those believers who don't just do their own walk, but they're committed to helping others in their walk with Jesus. This is those who are committed to being a disciple maker as Jesus mandated. These are the disciples who say, I'm going to be an example of faith. 
to those who are a couple of steps behind me. There is a special crown, a special reward. And in this room, I can see disciple makers. I can see those who have put up their hand and said, yeah, I'm going to help lead somebody else. I'm going to train up others in the ways of God. And there is a crown for you, a reward for you, for your, for your investment into others. The next one is the crown of rejoicing. It's found in 1 Thessalonians and in Philippians. Paul speaks about it to the Thessalonians and to the Philippians. And it's for people who engage in evangelism to those outside of the four walls of the church. They are willing to share their testimony. They are willing to deliver the gospel and develop disciples. There is a special crown stored up for them that will be awarded called the crown of rejoicing. And the fifth crown is the crown that really I've been talking about from 1 Corinthians 9. And that is the imperishable crown or the incorruptible crown. And it's for those who actually practice self-discipline and who endure. They stay in their lane till the end. They're not corrupted by the culture around them, by this world. They run hard. They don't pursue temporal crowns. They keep focused on eternal reward. So I want to ask you tonight, do you want to receive your eternal crown? God has a crown to award you. Will you hunger and will you pursue it? Will you have vision for your, your finish line of eternity? In 1 Corinthians, as we're reading chapter 9, in verse 26, Paul says, So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. He doesn't have a plastic sword just practicing he's got the real deal he is not just um, you know hitting the air aimlessly he is living with purpose because he's got this vision of the crown in eternity the eternal prize are you living with purpose are you living with purpose I've come tonight to inject purpose into you to give you vision for your life, for your future. You've just got one life. Spend it well. It's not, well, I'm just going to see what everyone else is doing. Uh, if my friends are on fire, if my partner is on fire, mm, if the music's good, who's leading, who's preaching? Is anybody else passionate in the worship? Who else is going to connect? Who else is sharing their faith? No. This is my race. This is my crown. I'm going for gold. I'm going for an eternal, eternal crown. And it's my crown. I don't need to look and compare to myself to other people because there is something that God wants to present to me. And he's going to say, well done, a good and faithful servant. And he wants to say it to you too. You've got a purpose. There is a reason why he designed you as you are. He's given you leadership gifts. He's given you opportunity. He's given you people around you. He wants you to use it for his purposes. You have a lane. You have gifts. You have talents. You have entrustment, a position, an opportunity. You have time. Don't be asleep. It's time to wake up. Amen? We often make excuses, and I have made these myself. I'm not ready. I don't know enough of the Bible. I'm not from a Christian home. 
I'm too busy. I'm too young. You know, Josiah, King Josiah, became a king at the age of eight. Age of eight. And by 26, he was leading a nation back to God, even though his parents and grandparents rebelled against God. He stood up for God. David, a young shepherd boy, the youngest, the baby of the family. He willingly went through tough preparation, isolation. He didn't allow fear and insecurities to hold him back. He saw a need and his hand was up. He ran into his destiny when he ran towards that giant. He saw God do the miraculous and saw a victory over Goliath and over the Philistines. And he went on to become one of the greatest kings in history, in Israel's history. How about Joseph? He was young. He was rejected, isolated, tempted, falsely accused, imprisoned. But he stayed strong to God's purpose for his life. And he led and delivered God's people. He will see a reward of a crown. Who did Jesus choose? He chose people. Actually, the disciples were between the ages of 13 and 30. A young Jewish boy would start his religious training about the age of five, and he would finish it about the age of 12, 13. And if he was intelligent and if he wanted to continue studying, he would seek out a rabbi and, and seek that rabbi to disciple him. And he would pattern his life after the rabbi's example. Jesus chose young people. Jesus chooses young people. God chooses the simple people. God chooses fearful people. God chooses available people. And God chooses willing people. And here in this passage, we see that Paul was a willing, willing person, willing to suffer. He said, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. <coughs> the reward it's eternal. It's precious. Paul didn't want to miss out on the eternal crown. Nothing was going to get him disqualified. How do you get disqualified in a race? You break the rules. You go out of your lane. And I tell you, the devil wants you to get disqualified. He wants you to get out of your Lane, he wants you to go outside the rules. He wants to get you out of the race. And maybe for you, the thing that he will try to do is get you to, um, he'll use the current culture to trip you up, the desire to be just like everybody else. I'm the only one at home that's a Christian. I'm the only one at work. Well, I've been there too. I understand. He'll use cheap temptations. But I want to ask you, will a cheap temptation be enough to steal your crown. If people don't like you, will that be enough to quit the race? If someone mocks you at school, will you give up on the race? Don't miss your purpose. Don't miss your crown. I'm going to ask the team to come and join me. A new year, 2024. And it's time to become a totally committed follower of Jesus. It's time to discipline ourselves like athletes and to run the race strong. Nobody making me come to church, I position myself. 
I position myself, I come early. Man, there's a prayer meeting for a fast and, and prayer coming up. I'm there, I'm in. And I just looked over before at Daniela and I just see the passion in you. I see, uh, Daniela made a decision like an athlete to discipline her body. She, she stepped out this year in a new way and she said, I'm gonna try for the first time fasting and prayer. And she said, I've never done it before, will you help me? You see, sometimes you need a coach to help you. If you wanna be an athlete, you get somebody who knows and you get some advice to help you become that athlete. And that's what Daniela did. And I wanna encourage you, Daniela, you are, you are running your race strong and there is a crown for you, an eternal crown. God's gonna use you to run a strong race and you are gonna inspire other people around you to run strong for the Lord. 2024, it's your year to run strong. It's your year. Sometimes we put so much effort into our going to the gym, being part of soccer training five nights a week. What will we put into becoming a totally committed follower of Jesus, hey? Putting my hand up to serve the King, laying aside every excuse laying aside every weight that entangles, everything that hinders spiritual strength, progress, laying aside every excuse. Come on, church, it's time to wake up. It's time to get off the couch. Come on, let's get up. Let's do something with our lives. Let's make a difference. We've only got one life, amen? It's time to run for the crown. I want to give you an opportunity to stand up for your Jesus tonight. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to the Lord tonight because the Holy Spirit is here and we need to have a responsive heart. I was thinking about the uh, Olympics. You know at the start of the Olympics, I've got a picture here. They have an opening ceremony. You know what that opening ceremony is? It's people who are athletes are standing up and they're flying the flag for their nation. Well, I want to encourage you to stand up, to start a procession. This is your starting procession. This is your opening ceremony for 2024 tonight. And I want to ask you, will you stand? And will you not just carry a flag for a nation, but will you carry a flag for King Jesus? For King Jesus to make it a difference in our home, in our school, in our community, in the western suburbs of Sydney in our nation. Tonight, will you respond? Will you stand if you're willing to get into the opening ceremony and run harder for Jesus than what you've ever run before? Will you stand right now, right where you are? Holy Spirit, you're here right now and you see the responsive hearts. Lord, you see the passion raising, Lord God. And I wanna speak over each one that's responding right now. Lord, that, that there is gonna be greater days ahead. Lord, that this running journey, that they're not going to be distracted and taken off course. We come against the plans of the enemy that want to disqualify us from running the race, from, from pursuing the crown. I thank you, Lord, you're here right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you fill us. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Empower us, Holy Spirit, with the spirit of self-control. Lord, we thank you that you're stronger than our flesh. And Lord, I thank you that you're going to speak to people right here as we worship God right now. 
You're going to put it in our mind, new steps of faith, greater steps. Some of you are going to decide to get up earlier in the mornings. Some of you are going to decide to start volunteering in the youth and the kids. Some of you are going to decide to start going to Connect Group and contributing and discipling others. There is a next step for you and the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you tonight. Amen.